the moving moment of mourning. The, not only do do months have energy, as we discussed in the Shir on Shabbat, on the month of Adar, uh, but events have a lot of energy. Uh, Rosh Chodesh is, a, is, is an event, it's a recurring event, and it, and it has an enormous amount of, of energy. And it's important to have the tools by which to capture that energy and preserve it, otherwise events just pass and they leave us with nothing. And especially the major events in life, the, the major transitionary events in life, such as uh, marriage or, or the death of a, of a loved one in a family. These different Amiroim uh, were sitting and they were talking and discussing. And one of the things that emerged from their conversation was Shiva. Where do we learn from that we the deem of Shiva that one has to sit Shiva after the loss of a of a close person? Because it says in Amos, uh, I will turn your yomtivs, your festivities, into mourning. In the same way as a chag is for seven days, so avilut is, is for seven days. This this limud of uh, Shiva from the, the Gemara is learning much more than just these two words are mentioned and the connection, uh, there's a conceptual connection as well. If the Gemara learns Shiva from Yom Tif, then there's a conceptual connection between celebration and mourning. And we see that in the Rambam's opening to, to Hilchus uh, Avel, where he says, Even though Yosef observed Shiva, seven days of mourning, so it was um, long be- before the giving of the Torah. It's an idea that we have often, that there are certain things that were practiced before Sinai, but once the Torah was given, there was a hitchadshus of the halacha, the halacha was renewed, and it had a new uh, dimension to it. And Moshe Rabbeinu instituted the seven days of mourning and the seven days of Sheva Brochus. Uh, and so here again, you see right in Hilchot Avelut, the Rambam mentions Sheva Brochus and puts the two together, that there's something about them. We need a ritual to be able to contain the energy of an event. Because if, unless you contain it, it dissipates. And, uh, and ritual is the container that enables us to capture that energy of the event and to hold on to it and to be able to preserve it. The um, idea of Avelus, we see mentioned also in, in the Gemara Sukkah, where we discover the three reasons for, for Avelut. In the Gemara Sukkah, we see one of the three reasons. There are three reasons that I'll share with you for Avilut, why we why we keep Shiva and Shloshim and all of that. The first one, we've got the Gemara and Sukkah that's talking about the fact that a Chatan is potter from Kriyashma, he doesn't have to say Kriyashma, on the night of his wedding. And the Gemara goes on to that and says, V'chol um, the potter, just because the Chosan is busy with the, with the 
uh, the mitzvah involved in, in his first night of marriage, is that a reason to be patu from Kriyashma, not to have to say Kriyashma? If the stock market collapses and he's business concerned and worried, is that a reason also you don't have to say Kriyashma because your mind is somewhere else? And if you want to say yes, that is so. Did Rav not say, Avel chayav bechol ha-mitzvot ha-murot b'atorah chutz min ha-tfilin sh'ar Even an Avel, somebody who's mourning, is chayav, has to keep all the mitzvahs except for tfilin for a different reason. Answers the Gemara, hacha taritir did the mitzvah. The chosen has to be focused on other things. Hatam taritir did the reshut. If you're the stock market collapsed, or even an Avel, he's, he's free to decide to be preoccupied with, the, with his loss. Or to focus on Kriyashma, he can make a choice. Uh, but but the, the Chosen the can't make a choice, he's instructed by the Torah to put all of his attention in his mind onto his marriage. Says Rashi, Tilda de Rashut, this is an amazing Rashi. Even though an Avel is obligated to keep the Minhagim of Avelut, such as not wearing shoes and not washing and not anointing himself, why? Here you see one of the three reasons for mourning, to show honor to the, to the, to the person who's passed. That life doesn't go on as normal. You take a pause, you take a break, you don't focus on yourself, not focus on your grooming, you're thinking about the person who's passed, who's passed on. That's a covet for the mate, it's an honor for the mate. Says Rashi, nevertheless, even though you've got to show covet for the mate, there's no chiv to be miserable while you're a mourner. You don't have to, you don't have to suffer now. You might feel miserable, that's fine, that's your own emotion. But that's not part of the mitzvah of Avelut. There's no mitzvah in Avelut to feel tsar. That's not, that's not what it is. It's an amazing Rashi. The second reason the Mori Nevuchim brings, the Rambam, yeah, when he's talking about the, uh, uh, the, the case of a Shavuya, where a person captures an Eshet Yafat Toar, um, and, and she has to mourn her family before he marries her, because mourners find comfort in crying. And the, the arousing of their, of their mourning. Until they become weak from, from sadness. Exactly the same, says the Ramam here. Again, we get this, this connection. As people who are, having, who are happy find comfort and rest in expressing their, com- their, their happiness and their joy. So here you've got this idea of a, of a key. There's all this emotion going on inside you and you need the kalim. You need instruments with which to express it. Because if your body can't express what your emotions are feeling, the emotions stay inside you and they wreak havoc inside you. And so for Avelut, when a person has lost somebody close, we have the opportunity of Avelut to express that, that sadness so that the Avel can find Menuchah, he can find rest again. And so the Torah had mercy on this and gave her permission to mourn. So that's also interesting, which links to the Rashi. There's no obligation to feel miserable. But if you do feel miserable, here are the instruments with which to express that sadness. 
so that it doesn't just sit inside you as an unexpressed emotion. Look at the, the sophistication of the psychology of the Torah, that it, the, the understanding, the, the way the Rambam expresses it, that an emotion that, isn't, that doesn't find constructive expression becomes destructive. And so we're given constructive expression both for, both for celebration and for mourning because both of those emotions can, can be become destructive. How much distraction have we seen from people going crazy in celebration? And certainly how much distraction do we see in people who are terribly sad and depressed? But giving these kalim, giving us these instruments enables us to do that. But in all cases, there's no mitzvah to be mitzvah. You don't have to be sad. But if you said, these are the vehicles. And then there's a medrash in, in Parshas Noach, where Vayihi Lishivat Hayamim Ma'abu, it was after seven days, and the waters of the, of the flood subsided. Melamed Shetalayla Hemakadosh Boruchu Zayin Yemei Aveilut Shel Metushelach HaTzadik That the Rebbeinu Shlolem brought the flood after Shiva, after Metushelach's death. He waited until the shiva was over. So we see at that time already, there was such a concept of seven days. Kadeshi Yasu Tshuva, hoping that humankind would do tshuva, would repent, would think about the death of Metushelach and the impact, and they would think about death, and they would do tshuva. And they didn't do tshuva. So Hashem brought the, brought the flood. The Kleyoko mentions over there, Ki al ha'evel libo. It's through mourning and hesped, that the living person applies his mind to what's happened and thinks about life and the, the brevity of life and the end of life and then it brings a person to do tshuva. So we have three reasons that are mentioned for mourning. The one is respect for the, for the departed. The other is to give menuchas nefesh, to give a person tranquility, to enable a person to work through the mourning process and come out with, with more peace and tranquility. And the third is tshuva, that it transforms a person, that a person... Um, does something that is uh, that, that is different in, in, with, with his life. Uh, we spoke about tshuva. It was in the Sunday matmonim that um, uh, the the idea of, of tshuva instituted when Avram says v'nashuva alechem. We'll go up to the mountain. We'll come back to them. Uh, and we had the balaturim that said that was the institution of tshuva, not in the sense of yom kippur tshuva, but in the sense of of transformation, of being able to change the trajectory of life. Uh, and, and this is part of what mourning does. It enables you to recalibrate your life. It enables you to take a different direction, to take a different turn. And that's what Hashem was waiting for at the moment. Uh, there, We see in our, our Gemara not only the source for Shiva, but also um, the timing, where we learn that If you hear about a death, more than 30 days after the death occurred, then you don't sit, you don't sit shiva and there's no shloshim. There's just one day of, of, of mourning. There's the short, doesn't even have to be a full day. You, you mark the moment and you move on. There's no shiva, there's no shloshim. And we see from there how in order to, to capture the energy of a moment, you've got to do it in the moment. You can't let a moment pass. And every moment has its energy, but we can't go crazy and capture every moment. That's, it's, it's difficult to le- live on that level of intensity. But, this, but the, the special moments, 
And the special moments are not just the, the once a month or the once a year or the once a lifetime. The special moments are, you're saying Kriyat Shema, that's a special moment. Uh, the, your, your child has an event or your grandchild has an event at school and celebrate something, that's a moment. Uh, there, there are lots of moments. A friend has a simcha, that's a moment. There are lots of these events and moments that we need to capture, but what's important is to capture it in the moment. And the moment for a death is up to 30 days. You have up to 30 days where the emotions are sufficiently powerful that they can be captured and they can be preserved. But it, it, it's, there needs to be that sense of moment. We've got to have that idea and that sense of something is happening at the moment. Let's capture it. Let's get it. Let's feel it. Let's see it. We're in the period of the Shemitah at the moment. That's an event. One wants to capture the event. You don't want the event just to pass, and at the end of it, you don't even notice that it's passed. We want an event to be something that we're able to capture, give structure to, and preserve and take it with us on our life's journey, not just leave it behind somewhere in the past. That's what we learn from from, from here, that the Torah gives us these vehicles and these instruments with which to contain moments of joy or sadness, moments of great emotion, preserve them and take them with us on our life's journey.